me? Yeah. Um, well, I just, I just had my anniversary, and I hate wasting alcohol. We, we had champagne, and we nice. only each had a glass. So I'm having champagne with some grenadine and Aperol. Uh, and some lemon. Oh, nice. It's pretty good. It's, good. Uh, you know, it's very orangey. It's like a like an orangey champagne. It's actually not bad. I'll probably make it for next that time I have good. champagne. Well, his, I, his IP, IPA came in an orange can. I'm drinking out of an orange oh, can. Sorry. And you're drinking an uh, orangish drink, too. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, There's a lot we, of weird synchronicity going I on. I think we there. planned that. All right. Hello, everybody. This is the back-to-back -back happy hour. Our opportunity to talk about anything we want related to visual media, mostly film and TV. Uh, to kick it off, this is one thing we wanted to talk about in our own chat, but saved it for here. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. There's new images of him as the Joker, which uh, have been apparently pretty controversial, which I don't really understand because I don't want to see the same Joker every single time and i feel like people just need to get the fuck over it <laughs> yeah i there was a big thing about like people thinking that when the images were released of him in the makeup that it wasn't his final look and they're like it's not his final look it's not his final look and then now what does that even mean like like it it, it's one of his like it was like his incarnation it wasn't his full incarnation as the joker or that it was like a test and then it was like, yep, that's what he's going to look like. And then they're like, oh. <laughs> Everyone's like, but it's not Heath Ledger's Joker, so it's not a good Joker. But it's weird because it's closer to the Heath Ledger Joker than, like, the Nicholson one or the Jared Leto one. Or See, the Gotham uh, TV show one. Oh, I haven't seen that show, so I don't know what that one looks like. But I know I know what the other ones look like. And honestly, like... I don't get why people just want rehashed. Uh, yeah, like, it's cool when it's different and weird. I don't want this. I don't want Heath Ledger's Joker. I don't. Yeah. Want Leto's Joker? I think they're both fine. I don't really hate Leto's Joker. Like I think a lot of people do. Really, a lot of people hated it. I liked him. Yeah, it's just kind of a nice like. I like it when they're different. I mean. Yeah. But I, that's I, just me. I honestly, I I didn't mind it. I thought. I thought everyone's reaction was was way over the top you know it's just like there's just so many yeah. opinions and really at the end of the day like the costume and makeup is definitely an aspect of the movie but like i'm way more concerned about what the movie feels like and that that to me is what is going to make it different you know the like yeah, how for sure how the movie plays what the story is yeah i mean the character kind of looks the same kind of you, you know like he has like the same hair but everything else seems different, you know. Like the makeup job yeah, is exactly. different, and the and the costume is way more colorful. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just but it also looks very much the same too. It like has the same kind of essence as like that, you know, realistic dirty clown. Um, yeah, but I like I, the I just want to know the tone yeah. of the movie. You know what I mean? Me too. Like I would have. Yeah. I don't. I just. I don't really. I didn't really care when this thing came out. You know, I and I didn't get why other people cared so much. I have a feeling it's going to be kind of like a melancholy kind of tone. Do you know who's directing? Todd Phillips. And he did the Hangover series. He did War series, Dogs. Hangover Dogs. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. And, I remember. Um, I was like. But it's set in the 80s, I think. Yeah. Um, or late 70s. 
which is kind of cool. I like that because it'll give it kind of this maybe retro kind of feel. But Joaquin Phoenix, he's so good at picking projects, and he's also going to he he he's a fucking chameleon man yeah i just have this feeling that it's it's the tone is going to be more of like a somber um melancholy kind of film and then maybe like when he becomes full-fledged joker that it will be like crazy you know what i mean Yeah. yeah like and i i think that's gonna really work well with Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, that that little teaser, you know, where it's it's you see him in his the normal awesome. like Arthur mode. I think his name is Arthur, and then you see those flashes of him in the makeup, and then at the very end, you just see like his like eyebrow raised just a tad, and it's like this nod, and his from smile Joaquin. grows yeah. really slowly, and it's just like uh. this nod from Joaquin Phoenix saying like, finally, I can go like just more unhinged than i normally do like it but it's so subtle that i'm like fuck yeah this is perfect casting you know (laughs) like Mm. i think so too and like i just i want to see what people do with with new material yeah like keep if you're gonna keep doing the same character make it way different every time you know, give me like really brutal joker too i want to see like fucking i want to see actual unhinged like you know, I mean, Dark Knight had some stuff. I guess I didn't see Suicide Squad, um, but I don't think that he's was not even in Suicide Squad. Really, he's hardly in oh, it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what I heard. Yeah, he. I think they cut him out for they the most cu- part. Yeah, which sucks because if they had oh just a Joker movie with Jared Leto, he would have been a good Joker to have it like a hard R. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and just go fucking crazy with it. But I really hope they're going to make this film R. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that really bugs me about these characters is that they're going to be so afraid. You know what I mean? Like, But Logan did so well. Logan and Deadpool <laughs> did well and showed that you people do have a desire for the hard R. But I think, especially on DC's side of things where they know that they're trailing and just have zero success, like people get all butthurt about the dark atmosphere of justice league or superman or whatever and it's just like okay but you're also all the same people who are like getting tired of the inundation of marvel yeah. movies so you want the same thing i i just i don't know fandom for a comic book stuff is some of the worst group of like uh like just fully opinionated people yeah you know what i mean like they just are so particular about everything that exists in their fandom of whatever they're interested in when it comes to comics and there's just no pleasing them like at all no right there's definitely like a a headcanon to it you know what i mean like they come up with their own aspects that are important to them and they stick by them and when they get insulted by or like when other movies do different things it's like oh this is this sucks you know exactly i think marvel is like like, i'm so tired of In what way? Well, I mean... Uh, what do you kind of mean? Like, just looking at Spider-Man, you know, uh, people who are huge Spider-Man fans love the new Spider-Man Homecoming movie and the and the new Spider-Man because it's the first time that a lot of people think that they have fully captured the comic 
Um, mm-hmm. w- while the Tobey Maguire movie and the uh, Andrew Garfield movie, did it really feel like Spider-Man in, this, in that they remember? Um, so I, I, I think Marvel is, you know, really taking a hard look at like how do we capture the actual essence of the comics, um, and I think a lot of that comes from the fans and the and the, obviously the Kevin Feige the you know the big producer of marvel or whatever uh so yeah that, that's that's what i mean i think they're yeah. using it to their advantage you know for 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 money while while dc is like hey let's just do the marvel thing i don't know if they're going back and looking at the comic books as hardly um like as hardcore as marvel is I, i'm just totally pulling shit out of my ass i don't actually know but that's but i just like I, I like that though like i don't like Movies have been adapted from books since the dawn of movies. I mean, really. Yeah. Um, like, all of Kubrick's movies were not original. They all were based on some form of book. Actual 2001, I guess, was a little original. But and same with uh, Doctor Strangelove, but... Didn't they base that one off of a... Uh... I don't... To some degree, he's original based almost script, all of his guess, work off of a book. I, I don't know, I don't know. And most people do. I mean, a lot of the newer trailers you'll see, like, you know, based off of the best-selling yeah. novel, blah, 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 Gone Girl, you know. And, like, I like it when they use source material that's good, but make it a movie. Like, I don't need the book. Yeah. I, d- yeah, I, I don't the want book. the book. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in I, the same frame, I don't want the comic. I think that's why the Joker is getting kind of, like, a lot, so, a lot of, like, skepticism right now. Because it's not based on any particular joker comic right now you know it's it's basically todd phillips and joaquin phoenix saying this is what we like from the joker we're going to do our version of yeah. the joker which i think is fucking awesome but so many people like you said the fandom there are like but it's not from any you know canon source or whatever it is you know and, yeah. and, and because of that because they're it's a beloved character they're scared there's no reason to be scared of because right. what you love will still be there. They're right. not taking away from anything. It's just a, a, their interpretation of what they like about the character. Exactly. You know, and I think yeah, that's exactly. fucking cool. Exactly. And it, it's like, that's why I don't know if I'd ever want to be involved on a high, le- high level position <laughs> on a fucking comic book movie, man. Because yeah. it's just like, you're just going to get all this hate. You know, like fans don't know what they want, and that's the thing that I think. I mean, fans <laughs> don't realize that obviously, but yeah. it's true. They really don't know what they want because, even look at, let's say, for example, all these people who want, like, comic book adaptations to be true to the comics. Yeah, Watchmen was probably one of the closest frame for frame adaptations of the comics, and people there were a lot of people who were just like, "This is like schlock. This is some yeah. crappy." Yeah. And it's like, okay, but this is what you wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was he, It was almost literally frame yeah. for frame in some places. And people didn't like it because it didn't fit their tone or they didn't. it's not what they expected. Yeah. Because when you read something... It's, you, it's three hours long. But if it was 90 minutes long, they'd be like, it's too short. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> okay, but you... You wanted something like this, and and people impart so much of their own tone and like extra thought into when they read something that they're like, but it didn't fit my exact perception yeah. of it. Well, right. your perception is wrong. 
So how about that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Have you ever thought about the fact that maybe the way you perceived the book was incorrect? <laughs> and maybe that's why? You know what I mean? And like, watch, and see of watching, but then you, DC went the other route where they kind of kept sort of that look and feel and applied it to the superheroes that yeah. were more popular. And then people were like, well, that just doesn't fit the comics now. And then it's like, okay, well, you didn't like the movie that fit the comic. So we went the other direction, you know, and then they kind of tried to cheese it up a little bit more, I feel like, with, like, yeah. Justice League and Aquaman right, and yeah. stuff, but, like, and tried to make it a little more Marvel. But then it's like, people, you know, I've seen it online already where people are like, okay, goddamn, another Marvel superhero yeah, movie? It's like, yeah. well, they have a 20-year plan for yeah. it, for, like, a release every year, like, and you go to see the movie, so they're going to make another one yeah. because you go to <laughs> see it. Like, duh. I kind of... I, I like the Aquaman thing because we've never had an Aquaman before. You know what I mean? It's it, pretty different. It, it, at least it's it looks so different, um, and it's helmed by a director that has a very strong like blockbuster history. You know, James um, Wan. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. I feel like that's a smart move on DC's part for accepting a character or, or like greenlighting a character that hasn't been made into a movie yet because we've all seen wonder woman before we've all seen maybe not in the same way but we've seen wonder woman before we've seen batman we've seen you know so maybe get some of these other characters i mean fuck i had never really even thought they'd ever make an ant-man movie you know right. yeah there's two you know what i mean like so With paul red helming it like who yeah. would have ever guessed that yeah but it totally works um, yeah. But if DC needs to open up and do shit more, more shit like that. So I think this That's Joker what, yeah. idea is great, you know? And it, yes, the Joker is going to be standalone. It's not going to be, you know, connected to the DC universe per se, um, ca- you know, f- canon or whatever. But it's it's going to be one of those films. I think it's going to be like Christopher Nolan's Batman films. It's going to be like, it's going to be a fucking smash. Everyone's going to fucking go and see it. It's mm-hmm. going to make money. Like, even if people hate Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, it's going to fucking blow most of the movies that come out I think within so. three months of yeah. that release away. Because so many people are going to be like, well, we got to see what he is. Exactly. All these people who are complaining about it are going to fork yeah. out cash to go see it. But the thing is, you know? too, it's produced by fucking Martin Scorsese. Like, it's going to be, I have a feeling it's going to be pretty good. This is Joaquin Phoenix we're talking about. Like, when was the last movie that he did that you were just like, that was That's real what I'm shit. Saying. You yeah, know what I like, mean? Like, I have, a, I, love, I have a lot of trust. Yeah. And maybe I'm forgiving, you know, the costume or whatever because it's him. But I do have a lot of faith in him mm-hmm. and his decisions that he makes in, uh, right. when it comes to films and stuff. And so. at the same time, it's just a costume. You know? That's exactly. like, another thing, too. It's just it's a costume. It's just a costume. Like, it's, it's not what the movie is like if they came out with the trailer and it was like not even if they came out with the trailer and it felt like the dark knight i still would be like well that's just a trailer you know what i mean because like, tra- yeah because there's so many tra- like the trailer to wonder trailer. woman doesn't give you the feeling of act- actual watching the, the trailer movie. Of wonder woman when that came out everyone thought this movie will be garbage and then the movie was yeah. not garbage <laughs> you know so yeah it was I, way it just, better than i, I just thought it was can't be. i just don't i don't like keeping up with it you know what i mean like i just i yeah, can't stand yeah, tr- all the trailers are crazy. I mean, it's like looking at. So, speaking of trailers, they just released a U.S. version of Burning. Oh, um, the Korean mystery film, which has apparently been making some crazy waves and has got some crazy acclaim. 
uh, at the film festivals it's been at, and uh, they changed the music of it. Huh. To keep it still has a, it's the same kind of tone, but they changed the music, and it does change your perception of huh. what you're watching. It's wow. like it's like the it's example they did of The Shining. Back. Yeah, it did. No, it is the trailers are almost a hundred percent based on music wow. like the shining trailer there was one person who like put like this happy-go-lucky tune yeah. under it and yeah. suddenly it turned into like this like family and going yeah. to the woods and it was like a sitcom almost yeah. you know and then you know like the original is like the dun, dun, dun <laughs> thing right and like so just just that you know changes so much about the trailer like if you put like sexy music under an action movie versus this yeah. explosive fucking right rock track it's gonna be like this it's gonna change what you think about it so like fucking get over it people like it's only a trailer it's only a costume right you've seen a total of three frames from the movie which might not even be from the movie i think it was just someone who just photographing some behind the scenes stuff yeah three pictures another one came out today another video did you see that no i didn't see it so it's fucking phoenix dressed up as like the joker but he's got like he looks like a clown like he's got the full like bald cap with the hair on the sides sticking out and stuff <laughs> and he's in a telephone booth and he hangs up and then he just like puts his head against the glass of the telephone like he's like about like crying or upset and then like he's slowly like kind of slumps down and the 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 hair piece kind of falls off so you see like the black hair and then they cut and then everybody rushes to it and they have car- there's guys that their complete job is blocking the set from paparazzi and they take this big black <laughs> like hood and they cover walking phoenix and they have like two guys guide him off a of set wow, because he can't see because they're completely yeah. covering his makeup and his face wow see this just looking at this photo of him yeah that's it he that's looks different already yeah, yeah. Like, that's he looks like I'm a saying. fucking clown there you know yeah he looks super creepy yeah it's this video it's this video yeah um and so it's like see what i'm saying like versus what we just saw that teaser and yeah, the three frames yeah. like this is automatically different but what's cool is the the director is really pissed about the paparazzi thing probably and i feel like they're gonna play that into the film uh, oh yeah you know what i mean which i think is awesome. maybe he just shoots a camera guy there's yeah, like a guy know? paparazzi trying to like <laughs> oh this is really interesting video and he just like blasts like a dude in the face like he's like trying to take his picture <laughs> this is a really interesting shot yeah isn't it i'd be curious to see what this looks like in the camera i know i i, I was hoping that they would pan over it so that we could see the camera guys to right. kind of see what type of shot it would be oh there's the there's the paparazzi or the blockers and that's like their whole job. And there's like four of them or three of them or something like that. <laughs> Sorry, guy. listeners, we're watching. And there's like this guy with these gigantic lenses on his camera trying to block fucking people, the paparazzi videos or whatever. Because they're shooting it. Is that on location? No. No, that's in a lot. That's in a lot. There's no way they shoot that on location, right? I think it might be a location though, because there's like a street that is. goes all the way, and it looks like they're like using like mm. a local bar or something as like that's crazy, like a makeup room or something. But yeah, I got I have faith, I have faith in it. Yeah. Um, Dude, call me call me a that. conspirator, but I feel like this video is 
was entirely crafted by the production of the movie to make to just like fuck with I hope so the internet like I feel I mean, like it's it w- like you know what I mean like I feel like this wasn't shot from an actual paparazzi you know because they have such a good angle on it I don't know I just I, yeah, I, I know call, I call <laughs> it's like that's that's funny because look at where they're standing in comparison to like you can't usually get that close to a set they're you know so I mean? close. yeah but that's what but They're that's so what's close. weird, unless it's just leaked footage of like guys that because they do behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, you know? but then the camera guy goes in and yeah, was like, yeah. "No, I think Jacob is kind of onto something." Which here would be great, sure they, but at the same time, I know that Todd Phillips is super pissed off about the paparazzi problem. But so maybe or, that's unless why this is, they released that's this why they did they the not, video. Yeah, right. Because if you release a bunch of these videos though. and the Joker is covered, like has all this different makeup on, then it's like, well, which one is the actual one? You know, like yeah, it's kind of cool. It would be awesome if he was if they were doing this like to fuck with like everybody. That would be amazing because that's such a Joker thing to do too. It's like a Joaquin (laughs) Phoenix thing to do too. Clearly, yeah. Uh, And he's not really used to being on these sets where he has to hide his face and stuff, you know, because he does like kind of independent or foreign films. Like people don't know what he's doing. Well, he did. He did the he did the X Men movies. You know, Joaquin Phoenix. yeah, wasn't wasn't he the fucking uh, metal guy? No, that was um, no uh, Ian McKellen and uh, no in the new ones. No, like, the, I know Ian McKellen was the original one. The newest one was what's his face? The Brit. Oh, I can't think of the fucking James McAvoy. No, no, and no, no, Michael no, no, Fassbender. Fassbender. Oh, Fassbender. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. In fact, so speaking of, they just did the new. They released a poster and a trailer for Dark Phoenix. Oh, um, which is the next like installment, I guess, or whatever of the X Men, yeah, kind of thing. Um, which apparently, you know, apparently Fox got their or uh, Marvel got their movie rights back for X Men, so I don't know how that's going to work. But uh, I don't know what I expected when I watched this trailer, but I didn't expect all the same actors to be in it. I don't know why, but I guess it's like a like a. I don't know if you, a prequel, sequel. I don't know how their timeline works anymore yeah, yeah. with like the new X Men first class people with James McAvoy and Fassbender and stuff. But it's all part of that world, so it's all like the same actors. I oh, interesting. I don't know why hmm. I wasn't expecting that, but here we are. Is Dark Phoenix? That's the. Is that that's the one who's on Game of Thrones or whatever? <laughs> Sophia, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the new. She's good. Young Jean Grey or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it it kind of looked bland. I don't know, hmm. but that's just me, I guess. I'm just not. X Men is probably one of my more favorite franchises. If it's if I'm gonna watch a superhero it's, thing, uh, but even then, it's kind of like well, it's kind of bland. Hey, I'm I'm like I don't know X Men. Some of them are really good. Some of them are like, eh. you know what I mean? It's like every superhero, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I all movies, like, I think. <laughs> I, most opinions on things in general are is exactly what Byron said. But I don't know. I watched it. It doesn't look that great. Maybe there's people who are into the superhero thing who will can tell us what our opinion should be on it. I don't know. All the fans out there of this shit. Uh, did you guys see that Bruce Dern is Burt Reynolds' replacement? I did, yeah. On uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I, 
I I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, I love Bruce Dern. I think he's one of those actors that needs to be in more big movies. Um, for, for, for anyone listening who who doesn't know or can't picture him, he was the Confederate general in Hateful Eight. Yeah, the one who was sitting by the fire. He's also the, whole time. Uh, the old slave owner um, of Jamie Fox and Django. He's right. got a super small cameo. Right, but he's a he's a legendary. Yeah, actor. in his own right, for sure. Yeah, um, mm. uh, and it's cool because him and Tarantino have now a history. This is their third film working together. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I like it because it's like cool. At the same time, because the cast was so big and large with people that he hadn't worked with before, I was kind of excited about having Burt Reynolds in the movie. But obviously, they can't when he's you know dead. I so know, I was kind of right? hoping that they were gonna like bring in like some other big name like Burt Reynolds. I mean, Bruce Dern is a big name, but he's not a modern big name like Bruce. Reynolds. He's not uh, like a household name like Burt Reynolds is. Yeah. Yeah. Like Burt Reynolds kind of had this upswing again with like Archer and stuff. Yeah. Archer started to obsess. You know Mm. what I mean? Like, but I, and I think overall, I think Burt Reynolds was the premier pick. Yeah. He just fit yeah. everything about it. From everything we know about this movie and Bruce Reynolds' movie, ba- or Bruce Reynolds, Burt Reynolds' uh, movie baggage and everything else, like, he just was the best fit. So, I feel like they had, they must have had this choice in mind anyway, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that mm-hmm. five-person list or whatever that's like, okay, if we can have a top five for this exact role, who would it be? And I bet you Bruce Stern was already on there. Yeah. You know? Knowing Tarantino. Because I think he's had a history of, of people that he's wanted that he didn't get, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, Will Smith was going to be Django. And they Pl- had a conversation, and Will Smith did not agree with how Tarantino wanted to have his character right. be. So they right. parted ways. I remember that. Like, amicably, but... But it wasn't, Jamie Foxx actually wasn't his first choice, you know? Right, which is still probably better. It's funny because a lot of times your second choice, second or third choice actually ends up being better than the one you think you want. And then like weird roles, like where Ridley Scott wanted um, Christopher Plummer as uh, Kevin Spacey's like character in um, All the Money in the World that came out a year or two ago. And but was kind of unsure about it or whatever. Like he was first or second, you know, but then they went with Kevin Spacey and then all that sexual allegations and stuff came out on Kevin Spacey. So then he <laughs> took him out and then brought Christopher oh, Plummer right. and reshot all of the scenes with him. That's right. Um, and put him in. And he was like the second pick the anyway, second you know? Right. Yeah. And he got nominated for an Oscar, which I think was like a big old fuck you to Kevin Spacey. You know, exactly, exactly. Amazing. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I mean, he did do a good job. So I'm excited to see how this turns out. You know, because Tarantino also has that thing where it started with Pulp Fiction, obviously, where it was like, well, I just kickstart people's career because I'm Tarantino. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, John Travolta was in the in the shit yeah. by the time he yeah. came around to Pulp Fiction. And Pulp Fiction, I mean, he's even said it himself, like, that put him back on the map. Yeah. Because um, he was struggling. So, So know. I guess he's doing that to Brad Pitt's career now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, yeah. yeah he's, uh, he's helped kickstart Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> yeah. career. Yeah, because yeah, he's exactly. been in a slump, you know. Yeah. He hasn't done anything since the Oscar, so, you yeah, know, exactly. the Oscar wins. So. 
<laughs> so that's pretty cool. I'm pretty. It's this movie is. There's a lot of hype around this movie. Super I can't wait. I, I mean, Marco Robbie or Robbie as Sharon Tate is that alone? That alone, even if it wasn't Tarantino, is going to get me into theaters. You know, like, <laughs> 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 fuck. Oh, so here's a little side note I wanted to bring up too because it does connect to uh, all of us here. So. I don't know. I don't remember if we brought this up on the show, but Jacob, uh, earlier on in the podcast, I think when we first started, you mentioned this show called Too Many Cooks, or like this little like. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's that online. Well, I guess it wasn't online. It, it, it was like it, an Adult it, Swim thing, right? It, yeah, it showed at like three a.m. on Adult Swim. Yeah, and uh, then proceeded like a five or back online and just was like a big video. It's actually, I still think it's great. It's a great little yeah, little spoof. for sure, and it had it kind of like had this semi small viral status or whatever. Yeah, um, but it had. A I just learned moment this today. In yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So the the director of that who did too many cooks did the in movie commercial for Mandy, that weird ass cereal oh. commercial. <laughs> That's fucking amazing, right? How a weird little connection. <laughs> So in the film Mandy, they're watching TV or whatever, and it cuts to this like commercial of this fucking weird like Cookie Monster type cereal monster goblin things. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a satire of fucking children's cereal commercials, and it's just this weird little sidetrack in the middle of the movie. But it's so good that you would actually believe it to be a commercial that was in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it, exactly. It fits perfectly. But apparently, that's the the dude who directed that also did too many cooks. That's so amazing. I that was a funny little connection. Between you have all to of see us. Mandy Jacob. But if anything, I know that that part will might be your favorite part of the movie. Well, yeah. I mean, you guys said too many cooks and commercials. <laughs> so yeah, that sounds great. And weird goblin <laughs> shit. <laughs> Um. Yeah, you should. And if you, I mean, if you do have the time, the I movie would say has catch uh, a lot of really. Gr- uh, it's very highly rated. Uh, a lot of people like it. it I've, good. I've only heard good things. Uh, people who I've showed the trailer to, which I've showed it to a, a few people, they're just like, "This is weird," <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> so totally, uh, it seems really weird, and you know, I'm 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 up for that. Um, it's worth it. I haven't, it to I haven't see been to the theater in a, in a while. Well, it's worth it to see it in theaters for the score alone. Like the sure, score for the, the sound. For the sound. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean there are parts where the it's sound, so loud. But... Wasn't it Johan Johansson? Mhm. Yeah. It's his last, it's his last one. movie. Yeah. And it's a good score. I mean, obviously, but I mean cuz it's him, but it's I'm but objectively speaking, like it's a good Yeah, it's good score. I've had that on repeat on YouTube. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's pretty sweet. Um, well, cool. Speaking of Icelandic yeah. filmmakers, he was Icelandic, right? Yeah, he was. Or cult guy yeah, he composer. was. That's right. Uh, I watched a movie this week called Adrift by an Icelandic director, uh, and it starred Shailene Woodley in it, um, who I adore. I think she's awesome. Uh, have you guys seen trailers for it, or have you seen the movie? I haven't seen the movie, but I saw the trailer. In my, oh, yeah, uh, it's trailer basically it's like Life of Pi. You know, they're like stranded at sea, except they're on a yacht. Um, and I thought the movie was pretty good, but it's based on a true story. Life of Pi right? is just way better. 
You know, there's a few moments in there <laughs> in the movie where it's like, oh, this is what this is. You know, it kind of felt like a, you know, it, it just, there, there's like a twist, you know, and it's like, just didn't feel like the right time to reveal a twist. You know, I don't know. It, it, there was... How did it feel compared to Perfect Storm? <laughs> I see. I never, I never watched Perfect Storm, um, <laughs> but you definitely get some good like Shailene Woodley performance in there. She definitely like uh, hits some pretty good uh, beats. You know, like she really, she really brings it, uh, which, which is great. Um, I've her. seen her face, but I can't. I don't know if I've actually seen any of the movies. Sh- uh, Shailene Woodley, or yeah, she. Um... she yeah, yeah she's, she's in um, Fault in Our think. Stars. She was in that new HBO show. Um, Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies, thank you. She was also the main the Divergent person series. in Divergent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she started yeah. in that. Um, she's Life been in a lot of maybe? stuff. She was in Spectacular Now, which is really good. The Descendants. The Descendants. Oh, yeah, The Descendants. That was, that that was, was like might have been one of her first ones. Role. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, she's good. Huh. Nice, but it was a good worth the watch, do you think? Or Uh I mean if you're into Shailene Woodley, I would give it a shot. But um for I th- I think there are other stranded at sea movies that are that are better. Um But if you're a big Shailene Woodley really fan, see... I would check it out. For sure. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Um speaking of stranded at sea movies i really want to see open was it open water that one that was made for like two thousand dollars and is the scuba divers who get left or whatever i've heard mixed things about that there's people that love it and then there's people that i've heard that like it's a waste of time it's so boring it's only cool in the last half hour you know or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) i do want to see it though because it's such an interesting like production that was sh- yeah shot for like no money yeah, and low, made a bajillion budget. yeah and it's apparently supposed to be fairly scary like it's a horror that's like rooted in real yeah a real premise i mean premises that actually happen you know what i mean to people or whatever and to me that's actually one of like the scariest things that could happen yeah honestly just being fucking lost at sea like that yeah. with sharks around you fuck that shit <laughs> fuck that shit <laughs> So, um, I, I do want to see sounds that interesting. Still, kind of reminded me of that. I watched uh, a movie the other night, not last night, the night before, called McQueen, and it's a base. It's it's a documentary about um, Alexander McQueen, the famous um, fashion designer who killed himself in 2010. Um, Wonder how many people get tripped up thinking that that's Steve McQueen. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's true. Um, but he's like super prolific fashion designer and like I've loved his stuff like from a very early age. Like he's just he's been he's just like been a inspiration just creatively. Like he's he did his own thing. Um and he got so much shit for being like who he was um and bringing that to the fashion industry. Hmm. Um and it was just a really cool documentary. Like I would recommend anyone to watch it even if you're not into fashion, if you're just a creative person, it's just, it's a good documentary to, to watch and just just kind of to see how a guy, how hard it is sometimes just to be yourself and how when you're put into a spotlight, how that could fuck 
uh, up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but at the same time, like the strength it takes to just maintain your vision, which he did, it just was still not enough though to keep him alive. You know, it's a really good documentary. So I'd recommend that if you know. He like looks like a guy who. Uh- at least on wikipedia looks like a guy who wouldn't be a fashion designer yeah you know it's funny and and like that picture there like that was kind of when he was kind of he like by the end of his like he he looks completely different like he lost all this weight and oh yeah now this looks like a guy who'd be a fashion designer yeah yeah really cool guy though like and his stuff is so cool like some of some of his shows he was he did keith i'll have to show you man some of the shows that he did were so controversial like he had all these instead of just doing like a regular like catwalk he had this whole room that was like basically the models would enter through one like door and they would basically just walk in like a square mm-hmm. and they would bang themselves against like the the plastic walls and it's all lit and hmm. they can't see the the audience looking in and there's like music playing and stuff and they're in they they do all this crazy shit and um at the very end of the show this the, the there's like a box in the middle of the room that opens up and the glass just shatters everywhere and all these moths come out and there's this naked obese woman in there and she's got connected to like a gas mask and it's connected to this shit um and it's based on this famous um uh uh picture by witkins and stuff dude it's so fucking cool and just like avant-garde <laughs> and like cool. and he his one of his first big shows was called um uh something ripper oh shit it was but it's like an homage to jack the ripper oh wow. and he has a whole show called highland rape which was super controversial and it basically was all the models walking out with like these crazy things but they like breasts and like were exposed and like rips in the groin areas and stuff and he was basically talking mm. about like how like scotland was raped by britain and all this shit it's just so fucking cool and so experimental and <laughs> controversial and i just i love that you know that sounds cool but yeah. you got to see this documentary can't recommend it enough. as someone who's not into fashion or high fashion that does sound like an interesting yeah documentary and he did this thing man he had this like model in there and he, like spray painting dude it's fucking nuts yeah I can't, I, yeah <laughs> it's cool shit <laughs> cool man that's sweet um oh i do want to mention this because this is pretty sweet uh carrie fukunaga oh yeah taking over as director of james bond so did you so jacob asked us about the show maniac did you actually end up watching the show jacob or Oh, uh, no. Uh, are, are you talking about the uh, Emma Stone and Jonah Hill show? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I haven't watched it. I just watched the uh, trailer. Actually, just uh, we, we, we've been going through the second season of um, Ozarks, which is, which is great. Nice. So we're still going through that. And I also uh, went and saw... Um, 2001: A Space Odyssey at the Cinerama for the 70 oh, millimeter yeah. thing. Oh yeah, we didn't get to talk about that. And that was really great. A lot of dudes in the audience, which was funny. The uh, <laughs> pee line during uh, intermission was the longest I've ever seen for the on the men's side, and the shortest I've ever seen on the women's side. Um, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> it was seriously like 
any dude between the ages of 25 and 35 were at that showing. Like, all of them in Seattle, I'm pretty sure. Um, that was amazing. All, like, the techie, like, Amazon guys, I think, were all there. Um, but what, So that was great. Uh, but one thing that I hadn't seen before that I saw at the 70mm was the Lawrence of Arabia movie. Oh, yeah. Um, which I thought was one of the best movies I've ever seen. Like, uh, really? it was... Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, just every scene is well done, uh, and like the just the landscape shots. It's it, like you totally need to see it on the big screen. I don't know if you need to see it in seventy millimeter because I don't. I don't really care about that. I mean, I think it's cool that they do it, but I, I think it's definitely like a movie that needs to be seen on the big screen for the first time because there's all these tiny little details in the backgrounds of these huge vista shots. And uh, when you're watching it, you you know it's not CG because it's, like, ancient, you know. Um, but there's all these, like, horses, like, thousands and, and, and camels just, like, all in the background doing shit. And it's like, this is freaking cool to watch, <laughs> you know, on the big screen. There's, like, so much to look at. But it's not super distracting looking. Um, so, yeah, I highly recommend going and, and seeing it, especially if you haven't seen Lawrence of Arabia, to, to go they'll, they'll do it again next year, to go to the Cinerama 70mm Film Festival. It's um, it's quite an experience. And everyone gets into the movie too. Everyone laughs and all that stuff, which is which is great that they're recreating that um, with these older films. And that's that's what I want. You know, I, I don't want to sit in my house and, and watch this famous movie by myself alone with headphones on you know i want to i want to <laughs> go and watch it with an audience that's interesting because that's that's one of those movies that's on uh, spielberg's list uh his his quote is like apparently before i go off and direct a movie i always look at four films they tend to be seven samurai lawrence of arabia it's a wonderful life and the searchers hmm. so hmm. and i haven't seen lawrence Solid of arabia list. yet it's kind of daunting. It, it's so good, though. And it's darker than you'd expect from a movie made in 1962 or something It like is. That. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob knows what I'm talking about. Was, uh, <laughs> was the cut, the famous cut, as epic as What's the famous cut? I don't know what that is. The famous cut from the match to the sunset, where he, like, he blows out the... Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was like the best. That was like the best cut of the movie. Yeah, no, I, I remember it was like. <laughs> I remember watching that. Like, man, that was fucking cool. You know, it was just well. It was well timed. Like the framing of both shots were really great, and it honestly was so surprising to see that in this old of a movie, to see something see, like that's, that. That's awesome that you didn't even know about the famous cut, but that you still recognize the famous cut. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's but a good it goes cut, to show so that how it's, do you? That it's, yeah, it's, it's, so that it's great, though, because you know how things are, like, some things are, are only the way they are because of the word of mouth, or whatever, and then there are some things are as good yeah. as they are because they really are that good, you know? <laughs> right. That is and a, I feel it like is these old movies that are still being talked about, you know, Lawrence of Arabia, Yojimbo is one of them, and Seven Samurai and whatever, wherever the hell, uh, there's a reason these movies are like sticking around, you know. Yeah. And ev- a lot of people talk about them versus versus like all the movies that Scorsese's 
we'll talk about that he like saved. Like not a ton of people are talking about those, but I think Scorsese want wants them to be in the mix. But like there's mm-hmm. all these movies that a ton of people are like, no, this is like you have to, you know, like Eraserhead. Like I think that's that's one of those movies where everyone's like, just just watch it, you you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lawrence of Arabia is one of those. Do you think? You think it's just like it's a must see? Yeah, I think I think it has to be in the top one hundred like must see films you know yeah it's like, like the objectively like yeah you must see yeah. these i mean it's such a it's R- such roger, an epic yeah roger ebert said that um it's a must see in your lifetime in seven, the 70 millimeter format um mm-hmm. so you know not that he knows everything about movies but he knows a lot <laughs> uh, presumably he knows a lot but about yeah i would movies. say it's a, definitely a must see you should go see it, Keith, in the 70 millimeter next year. I I think you would like it. It'll have to be next year, yeah, because it's over now. I think so. It is, yeah. Three three hours and 40 minutes in one theater sounds like a lot, though. But it, it go does. it flies, dude. It doesn't it doesn't feel like four hours. I mean, and if you think about it, that's like watching three to four episodes of any TV show, which I think a lot of people do on a regular basis at their homes. Totally. So yeah. just commit to something. Totally. Yeah, and it's worth yeah. the experience. It's totally worth the experience. Okay. Um, you guys mentioned Maniac. I watched the first two episodes of it uh, with the Fukunaga's show. It's fairly interesting. And it's pretty good. I wouldn't call it, like, you know, groundbreaking or, like, you know, like, super epic. It's not true detective. No. Right? Yeah, like, and it's not as good as um, his uh, Beast of Donation I mean, completely different type of film, but right. I, but but it's still good. Well, I wasn't interested, and in, because I walked in, this is, uh, girlfriend was watching it, and uh, I walked in, and I was like, "What movie is this?" Yeah. She's like, "It's not a movie; it's like a series." And I was like, "What?" It's like looks like a. They made it very yeah. much like a movie. It's yeah. not like, you know. Oh, I mean, all shows have the qualities that make it a show, right? Yeah. But like, if you were to compare it to like Ozark, like Ozark looks less like a movie than right fucking yeah um, maniac does so i, I like and, that yeah. aspect of it's it. A, it's a limited series so i don't know if that makes any difference you know what i mean like because it's end it's done like there won't be any more it's just its own which is nice thing. i really i really wish more shows would just do that yeah it's just yeah i get that there's there's money to be made but if your one epi- if your one series was good, people will eat it up, and people will eat up your next one too. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's like the yeah, exactly. That's why I kind of like the British like series that they do because they'll do like you know one season might have like three movie length yeah. episodes or whatever, and mm. that'll be it for your year and like or even two years sometimes where they really wait right and and yeah and and you won't get a season for, for like three years and then exactly. it's like builds up and then it's like great <laughs> which i like that i mean that's what happened with sherlock because what you know yeah. fucking cumberbatch just got super popular all of a sudden and yeah like, we just can't schedule them in so yeah. right you, know, you guys are gonna have to wait He's Doctor Strange now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's really what it was. He got involved with like Marvel and shit, and then they're like, "Well, he's got a Disney contract yeah, now, so good luck ma- getting him." <laughs> the main villain in Star Trek Beyond, right? Or no, Star Trek. He was a couple of villains because he was the voice of Smog. Khan, Smog. Yeah, he was Khan yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it was Khan. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, 
Sweet, sweet deal. I wanted to talk about Constantine, the old movie, but I don't think, uh, well, it feels like a good ending spot, I think, for this, cool. this episode. We spent a lot of time on the Joker. Hey, it's all about the Joker. <laughs> Which I'm surprised about. Uh, is there anything else you guys watch that you want to mention that, uh... Yeah, real quick. Okay. Just real quick. So, a while back, like maybe a month ago, I watched every film <laughs> by this director, a Russian director, um, and I'm probably going to butcher his name, but his name is uh, Andrei Zvigetsinov or <laughs> something like okay. that. Um, but he's a youngish director, like maybe probably in his mid-30s maybe, um, from Russia. His films have won like top awards at the Cannes Film Festival. I mean, like mm-hmm. he's he's... A force to be reckoned with and his shit is so fucking good like it i can't stress enough how much i just enjoyed his films i mean they were so good i had to watch every single one of his films um so in a week i watched all of them um, <laughs> and what what was the film called again so the one that i first watched was called loveless and that was that's his latest one okay um and it's really good it's it's basically about this couple that's like basically their relationship is deteriorating and they're going through a divorce and they have a son and the son like disappears and it it it, it's it's just really cool just the the way it transports you to russia i just love and and the cinematography so good it's just it's just a really beautifully shot and composed piece of like film i mean all of his films are very not so much the first one because it's his debut but his all of his others are very precise and concise and sharp and Hmm, just like slick like slick as fuck like they're and they're all pretty long um and leviathan and loveless are my two favorite and they're really, 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 really fucking good. I can't, I, if you're, if you, if you guys are in kind of a mood for Tarkovsky, but like a modern version of Tarkovsky, he's kind of been like clumped up with his name, partly because he's Russian, but also because of his like long takes and just how precise his shit is. Okay. Um, but they're very good. I, I, it's hard to describe and I gush a lot, but I was, I mean, I just hope it, it, it mean, it, I hope it means something that I enjoyed his film so much that I watched every single one and continued and didn't get burnt out and continued to watch all of his films. And I think he's got five. Um, and they're not like thin movies. They're like heavy. You right. Know? They, um, they all seem very they're, heavy. They're not light movies you know um and i had no problem doing so i mean i was like in it his style is just really really good but it if anything watch leviathan and loveless the banishment apparently was i've selected, i've heard of both of those nominated for the palm dior and, and and the banishment uh is really good too that that would be my third and then melena um did you watch the return and the return—that's his first one, yeah. yeah. And that one's okay. That one's my least favorite. Okay. Um, and it's the least of his style. 
like all of his other ones are he definitely has a style you know mm-hmm. the return not so much i mean you can tell that it's a debut film you know mm, okay um still good just not even close for me personally with his others but loveless really good it's almost kind of like a thriller and then um leviathan is kind of a a thriller drama kind of but it but real slick and then melena is kind of a little bit of like a character study with a little bit of kind of like a twist at the end which is really cool and then um banishment is this very interesting cool mood piece um that has some of the best cinematography i've seen um in a while (laughs) okay yeah I have to check it out. Yeah, that's cool. I unfortunately only watched Gummo, but that's for our next episode. Oh, so I yeah. haven't, uh, <laughs> haven't watched much in between that. Um, well, Mandy, I guess Mandy was two weeks ago. No, that was two weeks ago already. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't watch anything else, really. <laughs> Usually I watch something, but. I know you've been watch- watching Disenchantment on Netflix. I haven't been. No, I'm just kidding. But that's Futura, <laughs> Futurama creators. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that one of these days. Oh, Demon House, that was what I watched. That's oh. right. Yeah, have you guys heard of that one? I've heard of it, but it's the mm. dude who does the Ghost Adventure show. It's like his oh. first feature length like oh. documentary film. Was um, it cool? It was all right. Oh, but I it was. I read your like, letterbox review on that. Yeah, it wasn't, like, anything special, and nothing really, like, super crazy happens, yeah. which is unfortunate. It was mainly, like, the stories of people who were supposedly involved, but then they, then he goes and is like, well, part of it was, like, fabricated by people, and, like, yeah. so they didn't really know what was going on, and it was alright. It was kind of creepy, I guess, but it was, like... It was just their style. Like, they developed a really specific style for the Travel yeah. Channel show, and they applied that to the movie. Mm. Um, the only weird part was that there were people who were apparently who were involved with the house. Like, they even brought this, like, world-renowned, like, tech expert and paranormal, like, <laughs> investigator or whatever in. And, like, days after, he, like, started to have, like, organ failure oh, after, shit. like, being in the house. And, like... Whoa, uh, the, the Zach Bagans, the director or whatever, apparently had this like serious eye issue where he has to wear specialized glasses now after being in the house. And like Oh just apparently like like just stuff supposedly happened. Like one this one lady who used to live in the house, she came back to talk about it and brought her family. And then like a few days later the daughter like tried to like kill herself or something. And it's like, okay, well maybe there was some underlying things involved with all of this, but like I don't know. There was weird things. That's crazy. They had to fire one of his production, one of his camera guys, because the camera guy was in a hotel that they were staying at, and he was going crazy, yelling at this supposed like seven foot tall demon in his elevator, <laughs> and like the guy was no. just having like, this, and he like apparently just went kind of nuts after the film, uh, or after being involved with it, and just just weird stuff like that. Um, but overall, it was not. There was nothing really that compelling. Um, right at the very end, he stays in the house by himself um, overnight. Like they, they, they literally board up every window and door, like screw uh, in boards and screw him like into the house. And he's in there. Yeah. And it kind of ends with like he like starts to hear this like apparently dogs barking was one thing people would hear like really far away. So he started to hear that, and then he like he's sitting on the bed waiting, 
and he's kind of starting to like trip out a little bit and uh you start to hear this like scuffle from like out because like the the way the camera looks is he's looking out the door and it kind of almost looks like it's looking down a hallway so it's like yeah. that really creepy like kind of angle and it's that night vision look and all of a sudden you hear this really loud like and he just flips the fuck out like he starts banging on the door he's like let me the fuck out of here right now like he almost looks like he's gonna like go through the like board and then they just kind of like end it like this little like recap thing or whatever but it was all right i mean if you watch the show you pretty much get the the gist of the sounds kind of cool though i'm not gonna lie um i mean it's it was definitely not i don't feel bad for watching it yeah yeah but it was just kind of you know i thought it was gonna stick with me more i thought it was gonna be creepier or more compelling than it was and it just kind of wasn't it was kind of meh yeah (laughs) so that was the only other thing i watched um jacob if you don't have anything else we can uh should we wrap it up or uh well i i uh in in replacement of movie pass i i I found a new service called cinemia uh because we got rid of our movie pass um, and it's still pretty cheap. We signed up for a year to see how it goes, and it just got activated. So maybe on the next episode, I will clue listeners in to tell them how it is. Um, yeah, that's why I haven't gone to the theaters in a while, because I've been waiting for this thing to activate. But as soon as I go, I'm going to go see Mandy. I'm going to go see uh, Crazy so Rich, Rich Asians, which I've heard a lot of Crazy good things Rich about. Um, you know, there's a lot of ketchup movies I want to go see. So, yeah. What's different between that one and uh, Movie Pass? Um, it's slightly different. Cinemania doesn't do the card, so you can just do it on your phone, mm-hmm. uh, and you can you can do it ahead of time, so you don't have to be at the theater. You can just do it at your house and you could like you still have to do it day of but you can like reserve your seats at the house um and they had a summer special so we just signed up for a year to get to take advantage of that i think it was like a hundred bucks for a year or something uh but it's three it's three movies a month versus uh a movie every day and you could oh. sign up for like the imax if you want but we just did the regular because we like going to the art house theater sometimes and we, you know, we, we mix it up for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm super interested to hear about how that one turns out. Yeah. Um, I'll go see, I'll go cheap. see a bunch of movies and I'll let you guys know. Sick. Yeah. Sweet. All right. So, uh, go ahead and follow us on letterbox at Jacob Foltz, Byron Gouette, G O U E T T E and Hyperion creator for me. Uh, and check out next week's episode, which will be part one of our discussion of Harmony Corinne um, <laughs> and his films Gummo and Julian Tonky Boy. So we'll finally be uh, jumping in to this guy that we've mentioned quite a bit on this show. Um, and I don't know, you saw Jacob, I keep forgetting this. You said you saw Spring Breakers, right? That's the only yeah, one that's seen. I still haven't watched the movies for our next session. Uh, so okay. I'm going to be getting on that real quick. But uh, But yeah, I've only seen Spring Breakers. Cool. So I'm I'm really curious because I you guys say that's like the softest one of of his movies. Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I super forgot. interested. Literally, the, I'm pretty sure the last time I saw Gummo was ten years ago. Oh wow! And I rewatched. You'll have a whole new night. appreciation for it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's him. 
<laughs> he's in the movie too. Yeah, which I thought was hilarious. He's in, in one of the funniest great. scenes. Of he's the movie. in almost all of them. His movies. He does pop in, but yeah. he like looks young. Yeah, yeah, he acts yeah. super young. Yeah, and the the individual he's in a scene with is <laughs> fucking hilarious. And it's so Herzogian too. It is. Like it's so Herzogian. <laughs> it's fucking great. So, can't wait to talk about these ones. I can't wait to watch Julian Donkey Boy and see how that turns out and then after that it will be trash humpers and spring breakers which will be a phenomenal episode no doubt so uh check those out and cheers everyone cheers Thanks, guys